Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Hi, Warren and team. I am 31 years old. I just bought a house uh, on a 100% loan. I owe 134,000 Rand on my car. I have a tax-free savings account for um, any emergency. And I have 150,000 Rand. So I would like to know in your opinion, what would be the best use of those funds? Should I pay off my car? Should I put it into my bond account, my home loan flexi account, or should I invest? Thank you. What a brilliant question. Thanks so much. I think it's, uh, you, you know, well, firstly, congratulations on buying your house. I think that's a um, you know, milestone for all of us, and I hope you have many happy years living in it. When you've got a hundred percent bond on a on a house, I mean, one of the things I'm going to tell you is that I think you know you need to try and pay off uh, that house as um, as fast as possible, but but within a reasonable pace. In other words, you know, if the if the bank wants you to pay off ten thousand rand a month, then make sure you're always paying off a little bit more so that you you get that debt paid down as fast as you possibly can. At the same time, you you say you've got 134,000 rand that you owe on your car. Now, um, you know, the thing about car finance is I think it's generally quite expensive. So I think the first thing you need to do is um, find out from the bank what's your interest rate on your home loan and what's the interest rate on the car. Uh, if the car interest rate is is higher than the home loan, which I think it will be, th- then then you probably need to start uh, taking your extra money that you've got. You said you've got a hundred thousand rand. I, I would get the hundred thousand rand and I'd put it into the car finance um, as, and and get that paid down as fast as possible. The only thing to check with the the vehicle finance is um, are they going to charge you any penalties for paying the car finance off earlier? Uh, and you know what? What are those penalties? Because you know so, sometimes they like to charge very high interest rates on car finance, and then they penalise you terribly if you decide to pay off the money early. So, so it's worth just doing a calculation just to see if there is a penalty. How big is the penalty, uh, and and what's the difference in interest rates? Um, you, you know that you're earning and what you're what you're paying. So, and 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 I think this is an important point. You know, when you've got a hundred thousand rand savings, it's probably going to generate you at the moment about four percent a year interest. But if you've got car finance, it could be costing you 9 or 10% a year. And if it's costing you that much and they're going to charge you, let's say, a penalty of 5%, it's really worth it because, you know, you're going to pay that penalty once, but you're not going to have to pay the higher interest rate for the next three or four or five years, however long you've got to go on your car. So my immediate instinct is that I would want to pay off the car as fast as possible and then take all the money that you were paying into the car and add that to the home loan money that you were that you were um, already paying off. In other words, if you're paying the 10,000 rand a month um, you know, into a home loan and you were paying 5,000 rand a month into your car, and once your car is paid off, take the 5,000, add it to the home loan money, and, and then you know, you're paying 15,000 rand a month into your home loan. 
and then try and get that home loan down as fast as you possibly can. Once you've paid off, let's say, 30 or 40% of the home loan, you know, then it'll make sense to start directing some of your future money into paying off the home loan, still a bit quicker than, uh, than normal, but also starting to save money again. You know, just to me at the moment, you know, when you've got 100% home loan, I, I want to try and get some breathing room in my home loan, especially if it's a flexi bond or an access bond, where you can start to build up some extra savings that, you, you know, that you've got into that bond. So let's just say... The, you know the the bank says you owe them you know a million rand in the bond, but you've you've actually paid off an extra two hundred thousand that you've got in there. Where the bank th- says you only owe them eight hundred thousand, that difference of two hundred thousand is money that you can use as an emergency fund, and and that's really my last comment. You know the, the money you've got saved in your tax free savings account, you should really try and uh, c- keep that for the next you know twenty thirty years. It shouldn't be the place that you use for your emergency fund. You know the ideal for an emergency fund when you've got a home loan is extra money that you've got saved in, in, in the home loan. That, that, that's what I've done my whole life is I've always made sure I've got huge capacity in my bond where I've paid off you know, way more money than I need in the bond. And then I use my bond um, you know, just to fund emergencies if those ever happen. So, so I think that that would be my strategy for you is in summary, pay off the car if the, if the interest rate is high and there are no penalties, then pay off your bond a bit more and then start saving again. I hope that helps. Hi, Honest Money. Uh, this is Franco from Santon. A uh, quick question from my side regarding uh, exiting of employment and preservation fund, uh, sort of considerations that an individual could have when selecting how to preserve a pension. Um, is a preservation fund the way to go or what would be the considerations? Um, just looking at preservation fund uh, as I'm not really uh, sort of inclined on the RA um, route. Thanks. Thanks so much for your brilliant question on uh, changing jobs and what to do with your retirement fund when you leave your company. I think it's one that a lot of people don't focus on. And fortunately, a lot of people actually will take that money once they leave their jobs, cash in the, the, the retirement fund, which means they pay a huge amount of tax and then they go and spend the money or try and retire some debt or, or do something else with the money. And for me, it's one of the great tragedies of, of the retirement market in South Africa because we need to be able to keep our retirement funds uh, intact from the time we start work until the time we retire. So, so I think that um, I'm really um, glad that you're looking at this and, and glad that you're making the call to actually preserve the money and, and keep it invested for as long as possible. So when you change jobs, I think just to understand, you've got a couple of options. The one, as you mentioned in your question, is that you can put the money into a preservation fund or you can put it into a retirement annuity. There might also be a third option that's not as as common and not as popular, which is that you might be able to transfer your retirement fund to your new position, to the new company. Uh, but but that requires the, the rules of the new company to allow that to happen. So, so that's probably worth checking out before you make um, any other changes. And then you said that you're not that keen to go the, the retirement annuity route and you'd prefer to go the preservation fund route. Uh, I think this one is always a tricky one for me because, uh, you know, if you're planning to keep the money invested and and not touch it until you're 55, then ideally, you know, a retirement annuity doesn't make such a difference. The the one big uh, benefit, of course, of a preservation fund, if it's a provident preservation, 
is that you're allowed to make that withdrawal uh, from the from the provident fund if you decide that you need money in the future and a lot of people really like that benefit so if that's the reason that you're choosing the the the, the preservation fund over the, the the ra then by all means i think that's a good idea what do you need to consider when choosing a preservation fund I think it's uh, surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm, I know I focus on it a lot, but I think costs are a big issue. So, so make sure that the cost of the preservation fund that you're going into is very low. You know, you want to pay administration fees that are not more than half a percent a year, and preferably less than that. And and then you need to pay for the fund management fees as well. And and ideally, again, you know, you don't want to pay much more than about one or maybe one and a half percent a year. But I, I I think ideally you want to try and get that cost as low as possible. So I think, you know, if it's my money and I'm going into a preservation fund, I'm going to transfer it to an investment company. In other words, you know, a, a company that offers unit trusts and exchange traded funds. I'm probably going to skip the, the, the insurance companies because their fees just typically are much higher uh, and they're a bit less flexible um, with a lot of their products than, than the investment companies. Um, you know, if you can find an exchange traded fund provider and, and then, you know, m- make sure that you find... Uh, a balanced kind of a um, an index tracking fund that you know that complies with Reg 28, which is what what the rules are around retirement funds. Uh, and if you can find one, I think there are lots. You know, T- 10x is a good one. Uh, Artvest has a good one. Um, um, I think if I speak under correction, I think that Satrix has one as well. So so those are good options for me because the costs are low, uh, the, the fees are transparent, and you know that your money will be working as hard and as efficiently for you as possible. Beyond that, make sure you don't pay any upfront fees for transferring the money, uh, and and then if you can try and stick you know stick to your investment plan for the long term. Good luck with a new job. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon. <laughs>